Dear listener, it's a great joy that you choose to join me. This is Adventist Soul Radio, the voice of hope. Please keep tuned to this station until the end. I'm your presenter, Samuel Mangi. This is your favorite channel of program with interesting segments just for you. Patron will be having the family segment by Maureen Komboka today. She'll be tackling part two of the topic, sex education in the home. Thereafter, we'll be having a Bible segment by Sister Becky Arunga. Today's topic is about God is faithful. Before that, here's a song, There's Coming a Day by Thika Central Choir. with that lovely song. Thank you for staying tuned. Let us now prepare to listen to Maureen Komboka. Be blessed. 
Hello dear listener, welcome to today's Family Life program. With the title, Sexuality, today we are going to continue the last time topic on sex education in the home. Last time we looked at how parents are not responsible enough to tell their children about sex. We looked at two qualities which children require in their development. The first quality was helping our children have a feeling of self-esteem. Now, let's look at the issue of learning how to make choices. Children can learn to be involved in choosing very early. At first, the decision could be between wearing a blue shirt or a red one, or between reading one book or another before nap time. The parent can then say, you choose the blue shirt, good, that is a pretty one. You'll wear that all day and show grandma which one you chose when she comes. The choice may be between a biscuit or some pudding for a treat. Billy can be helped to realize that once a choice is made, it has consequences for which he is responsible. As Billy or Mary grow older, they can be helped to see the consequences of choices and be helped to look at the pros and cons of each choice. This need not be done to assembly, but as a sort of game. You can also ask in your prayers with your children for God to help them to always make good choice. Can you see where this is leading? Yes, when the time comes to make sexual choices, and in our present culture that comes at a much younger age, it did for you and I. Our children have the tools to do useful thinking in this important part of their lives. This is a good place to mention one other important art of educating for sexuality. Strangely enough, it takes place unconsciously for most parents, since they sometimes don't realize how important their own relationship is to their children. Someone has said that the best thing mothers and fathers can do for their children is to love one another. It is particularly helpful in helping children to get a well-balanced, sensitive picture of sexuality. It will always be associated with love, commitment and responsibility. Who should be the primary sex educator, mom or dad? All indications are that mom is the one who's doing the major part, even with sons. Dads just don't have a good record of taking this responsibility seriously. When they are involved, it is usually one-time conversation. Many times after, mom has reminded him several times. But both parents should be involved. Yes, dads too, on a regular basis. Sometimes parents can talk with their child together. Sometimes mom can talk to Mary or Billy separately, and dad can also talk to each alone. We are not talking here about a long lecture series. Some of the remarks may be just simply noting that Aunt Jane and Uncle John are going to have a new baby, and then give time for questions or remarks that can follow from this. This may lead to a longer conversation and may not. This is not important. For if parents are consistently giving opportunities for talking about sexual matters, some of the interactions may be very short. Here is an example of both parents responding to a sexual event in a child's life. Suppose that you notice that your adolescent son has had a wet dream or a nocturnal emission. Without asking question, you might say that you have noticed that he has reached the age when his body is beginning to produce semen. We are, of course, assuming that Billy has already been told all about this important body event. You can state that even though it might be a little embarrassing to him, he must be glad to know that he is right on schedule. Later, Dad can mention that Mom has told him the big news. 
Maybe he can share his own experience at that age and how he felt. This can be such a bonding experience. Dad can use the opportunity to briefly explain the privilege of being male and the responsibilities that this brings. Fathers can make their daughters feel special. Both mom can celebrate the onset of Mary's menstruation periods by a special dinner or some flowers. This may sound like too much of a big deal being made over something usually kept under wraps. But I can assure you that young ladies who have told me that their parents handled these special times this way were deeply touched and very grateful. They developed a deep respect for their bodies and were not an easy mark for sexually adventurous young friends. Sometimes parents have told me, we are teaching our children about the birds and bees, and we have animals so that they can learn about sex that way. Is it animal sex they want their children to know about, with its impersonal, fleeting aspects? Or is it human sexuality with emotional and spiritual components? I am reminded of a poem I was given some years ago. It goes like this. We talked about the birds and bees, my son and I, and I felt at ease. I thought my lesson was quite good, could never be misunderstood. And then he asked, and I flung the test. Dad, was I born in a hive or a nest? You see, there is no substitute for telling our children carefully and honestly about human sexuality. They can find out about the birds and bees in biology classes, but no one can tell them the story of life as appropriately and lovingly as their parents, putting God right in the middle where he belongs. God's gift of sexuality deserves to be presented in a way that will make it special throughout life. You, as parents, are called to bring this to your children in the most helpful way possible. In our next time together, we are going to talk about sexuality in infancy. In succeeding visits, we'll discuss what our children should know before they attend school. We will also show how education can be built on this important base throughout the teen years. We have some truly interesting visits to look forward to, I promise you. Thank you for listening. Till next time, I've been your presenter, Maureen Kombo. have enjoyed that family life segment this is a new life program coming to you from adventist world radio the voice of hope do not forget to send us your thoughts about this program to the producer adventist world radio p.o box 42276 code 00 nairobi kenya our email address is awr let us now hear from thicker central choir with the song jerusalem
Once again for staying tuned to our station, it is time for the Bible segment. Sister Becky Arunga, welcome and bless us with the word. How great is our God, the Almighty God creator of heaven and earth, from whom all blessings flow. 
The Lord has seen it fit that we study his word and know his perfect will in our lives. And so I want us this day to know that God is forever faithful. The things of the earth may appear to be taking away our time, to be taking away our resources, to be taking away that which we hold dear. But today I introduce to us a God who is faithful, forever faithful, ever faithful. I am Becky Arunga. Let us pray. Our dear Heavenly Father, you are forever faithful. All the things in our lives that happen daily testify to your greatness, and we have seen you in our lives. O oh Lord, my God, how excellent is your name. I praise you and I give you thanks for my dear listener who has taken time aside, placed aside their daily labors just to focus and know that you are God. I pray, O oh Heavenly Father, that you may take heed at this juncture, send forth your spirit with power to rest upon my dear listener, that he may be able to understand your will in his life. Now, Lord, I pray that you may touch my lips and give me utterance. In Jesus' name, amen. Many are the things that befall us day by day. Many are the commitments we make for the sake of the kingdom. Many are the situations that come to our attention and need our hand or input in them. But there is no better investment bank than the treasure house of heaven. There is no greater place to buy stocks from than in the heavenly stock market. That as we serve God, as we deposit our treasures in his account, as we bring to him all that he requires from us, we may grow from grace to grace. The book of Hebrews, the chapter is 6 and the verse is 9 to 12. But beloved, we are confident of better things concerning you. Yes, things that accompany salvation, though we speak in this manner. For God is not unjust to forget your work and labor of love, which you have shown toward his name, in that you have ministered to the saints and do minister. And we desire that each one of you show the same diligence to the full assurance of hope until the end, that you do not become sluggish, but imitate those who through faith and patience inherit their promises. There is a fallacy in Christendom, a fallacy that exists that when someone is saved, they are forever saved and have no occasion to stumble. Beloved, each one of us is to take their own time, diligence, and relying on God's grace to be able to remain standing in the presence of God. The devil knows that his time is short. And day by day, he comes with many snares to take away the concentration of the very elect from the word of God. But this one thing stands out for sure, that God is faithful. That when we honestly seek his face, he is able to keep us from falling. God is faithful. When we give ourselves to be of service in his kingdom, he does not forget. 
I know many times we have been of help to our friends, to our neighbors, to our relatives, colleagues, classmates, any mate in life. But sometimes they forget our benevolence. Sometimes they forget our kindness. And sometimes they even slight the very sacrifices we make for them. But it is not so with our God. Because Hebrews chapter 4 verse 10 says, God is not unjust to forget your work and labor of love. Beloved, today I come with a message of hope. I come to encourage you who has been diligent in serving God. I come to encourage you who has been faithful in giving to God your tithes and your offering. I come to you who who has been diligent and faithful in supporting the cause of the gospel in whatever means. You who has been able to feed the hungry. You who has given yourself to give drink to the thirsty. You who has clothed the naked. You who has visited the sick and the imprisoned. You who has ministered to orphans, to widows, to widowers. You who has ministered to the poor, both in spirit and physically. God is not unjust to forget your work and your labor of love. Therefore, I plead and beseech with you. I come to encourage you, beloved. Continue in the good works that you have shown. It matters not what people are saying about you. It matters not what your friends and relatives are saying about you. Let the scoffers continue to scoff. But one thing for sure remains is that God is not unjust. He will not forsake that which you have done. You may be struggling because of the decisions you have made for God. You may have been shunned by your family because you have decided to take God at his word. Friends might have forsaken you because you have decided to follow this Jesus. Your spouse might have left you because to you, Jesus is all that you have in this world. But today, I remind you one more time. God is not unjust. What I desire is as you continue in your good works, do not become sluggish at all. Do not become sluggish and take your eyes from the focus. Do not take your eyes away from Jesus because he is the author and finisher of your faith. The Bible admonishes us that imitate those who through faith and patience inherit the promises. Beloved, I know you are acquainted with this man, Joseph, of how at a young age, at a tender age, you were sold out as a slave. I am aware you know of Daniel, of how he was thrown into the den of lions. I'm aware you know of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego in the fiery furnace of fire. You are aware of Abraham, who was, who, who was suffering from childlessness, but in the fullness of time, the promise of God was made perfect. I know you are aware of Paul. Though he was sole in the first instance, God was able to use him, and surely he was able to say, I have run the race, and he fought a good fight. This day also, 
I bring to you the promise of God. This one thing that I desire to make it known unto you, that God is not unjust to forget your work and labor of love. One thing stands out for sure is that God is forever faithful. That which you have committed unto him, he shall keep it safe because our God is able. Do not despair. Do not worry. Do not have any despair in your heart. But cheer up. Be of good faith. Be of hope. Trust in the providence of God. Now Jude verse 24 says, Now to him who is able to keep you from stumbling and to present you faultless before the presence of his glory with exceeding joy. God is faithful. As you serve him, he is able to keep you from stumbling. He is able to present you faultless before the presence of his glory, not with sorrow, but with exceeding joy. Beloved, God is not unjust. Keep trusting, keep serving, keep waiting upon him, keep taking the Lord at his word, keep meditating upon his word, keep loving, keep trusting, keep serving. Wait upon the Lord and be of good cheer. I say again, wait upon the Lord. He is not unjust. Let us pray. God, our Lord Almighty, how beautiful it is to be in your presence. How amiable are your tabernacles, O Lord of hosts. Indeed, you are forever faithful. That is a testimony that proceeds from our heart. And this one thing I know, that even for my dear listener who has been faithful to you, but is suffering from a disease, from a family problem, economic breakdown, academic challenges, and any other vicissitude of life, one thing stands out, you are forever faithful, and in the fullness of time you shall make all things beautiful. I pray that you may give us grace to keep trusting you more, serving you more, waiting upon you daily, and taking you at your word. Thank you, Father, for loving us. Thank you for your kindness. Thank you for your word is truth. To this end, I pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Beloved, I do not tire to remind you of this one thing. God is not unjust. God is forever faithful. Till next time, be blessed. We are grateful for the time you have accorded us today. Let us meet right here at Adventist World Radio, the voice of hope. Don't forget to send us your views, comments, or questions about the show by writing to the producer, Adventist World Radio, P.O. Box 4276, code 001009, Kenya. You can also email us at I've been a presenter, Samuel Mang. Until then, stay safe, stay blessed. Oh